0: Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome. This is Ray, and I'm joined tonight uh, by Wasteland Baker, my uh, fellow No Man's Sky aficionado. Good afternoon. So, you know, we've had a lot of people talking about, uh, you know, hey, are there any good uh, No Man's Sky uh, audio podcasts? And uh, looked, hadn't really seen anything, so I figured, well, if you can't find a good one, maybe we'll just do one ourselves. Hopefully everybody gets a little bit out of this. Uh, we're just going to kind of go over, you know, some of the stuff we do uh, when we start out new characters and, you know, how we progress and uh, the system that we use to, uh, to kind of move along. Baker and I both uh, do some uh, permadeath. Uh, he does a lot more than I do, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's certainly a, 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 uh, a fun way to play, and so uh, we'll just kind of talk about that a little bit uh, as well. Um, so, welcome to the show, everybody. Just recent, in the last uh, few days, they've released the uh, the Next Generation update. Uh, it's their, what, fourth or fifth uh, update this year.
1: Oh, they're just letting them fly.
0: So, yeah, you know, they've, uh, they've been putting their uh, time sequestered at home to good use. And so the the origins update that uh, that dropped in when was that September, October?
1: I believe, yeah, I believe it was September.
0: So that one was a big a big change. There was a lot of stuff that uh, that was changed in that as far as fundamentally the game. Um, while they didn't delete everybody's bases, there was definitely stuff that showed up in your base that wasn't there before. And, uh, you know, you (laughs) might be, (laughs) you know, floating in the middle of, uh, of a valley when you used to be on a hill, but, uh, it was, uh, you know, it it was a pretty big update and they made a lot of really good, uh, good improvements in the game. They did, uh, of course, this was right after I had published a video on, uh, on how to start out farming cobalt, so they changed the way that that worked and so i switched it up and and put out a supplemental video uh talking about uh doing uh, uh chlorine and ionized cobalt so they also kind of geeked up the uh the ionized cobalt too you used to be able to get that uh every time you found you know the the vortex cubes and as you know subterranean relics uh but that went that went away along with that update as well so anything big uh, changed the way you played
1: well, right before Origin started? That is when I was just jumping into uh Permadeath for I think maybe the second time and it seems like everything is easier to find now in Permadeath and Survival. Um finding resources on planets used to it was really hard to find the hydrogen and now it seems to be everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely uh all over the place now
1: yeah then yeah it's just it seems a little bit easier to find resources
0: yeah it does seem like uh it seems like the sentinels like uh the uh dihydrogen because anytime i get anywhere near a patch one always pops up Uh, yeah so my way around that is get as far away as you can and uh you know you can just barely see the little blue uh crystals but you start shooting at them and uh you still collect them the the sentinel will go over and start investigating but you're too far away for them to notice and so you know they don't come over and start hassling you
1: uh, okay. it seems like uh there's a planet that's really near me that has uh, firestorms constantly just mm. i think it says a wall of flames yeah, but I like to go there because there's just a hydrogen every five feet, it seems. Yeah. So I will jump in there. But the where the sentinels on my home planet, which is a paradise planet, they're barely even there. Once I jump onto that uh, planet with all the flames, the sentinel activity is uh, rated as hateful. and and i can it doesn't matter where i stop it doesn't matter where i go if if i travel at all and i jump out of my ship if i'm just you know jetpacking across the surface if i stop for a second one comes out of the ground next to me yeah (laughs) so i hit the i hit the dihydrogen and then i fly away as fast as i can
0: yeah and you know on normal mode you know you would just engage the the sentinel um and uh, fight it out with them. And, you know, if you died, you'd have to go find your grave, but you can, you could always get your stuff back. It, it's a different, uh, different animal in Permadev.
1: Everything is harrowing. Every, I mean, I, I'm last weekend, I decided I was going to the Nexus. I'm going to try doing one mission and it was like, raid a depot. Uh, okay, I can raid a depot. I'll go there in my ship. I barely survived and I did not finish the mission. Oh, shoot. I get, went back to the Nexus, and I was like, ah, let's just can't abandon this one and do something else. I'm like, oh, okay, let's go feed fauna. I can do that. But I... No, I was... It's it's a little harrowing trying to do Nexus missions in Permadeath. I'm cautious of every little step I take. I'm watching the ground for plants. It's And I don't even like to go onto a planet unless, unless I've got maybe two modules against whatever... Environment is there, mm. and at least three hundred of the ion batteries are on my own person at all times.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that uh, you know that's a significant investment because you're uh, in permanent death as well as uh, survival. Your your uh, storage is dramatically reduced. Um, so in either one of those two modes, your uh, your regular uh, general slots will hold two hundred and fifty um units of of the the basic uh minerals carbon sulfur you know um right. all those type of things it, it it's a lot of juggling to make sure that you especially when you first start out you know making sure you have enough to to keep yourself alive uh but not so much that you can't hold stuff to go make money.
1: Um yeah. to be oh, able to exactly afford
0: right. to, to upgrade your slots.
1: Yeah, because I think you start out with maybe three cargo slots open.
0: Uh well you very the very beginning it's only two. Oh,
1: okay.
0: And you know, those you know, those are great, except that you know, they still um you know they they only hold more of the of the counted things. Um right. like uh, um the salvage modules and and stuff like that um i usually drop uh, any of the the either vortex cubes or albuma eggs um that i find um in there cuz like the, they'll hold twice as much as as your general slots yeah i just uh just yesterday started up a another permadeath character um, just as a temporary thing just to make sure that everything still uh still was working the way um I expected it to they the the update the the next generation update that they released was mostly mostly a graphical improvement uh update um so they they focused mainly on the two new consoles uh making them look closer to a PC so I I'm fortunate enough I can run uh, my PC on uh, Ultra, um, so I get the maximum uh, the maximum graphic quality.
1: A little bit is nice,
0: but uh, and I and I play on a 4K monitor, so um, hmm. it is pretty. But the they did so now everything that they can make procedurally generated is, uh, which is. You know, create some new and interesting planets i I just uh w- when I started out, I was looking for a planet that uh you know that was a little less hostile and ended up in a infested paradise planet, and so there's you know there's no environmental danger, but it's also everything is monochrome, so it's just kind of this dull gray and uh, it's a real trippy little planet the the, the biggest problem i'm having is that there's no uh there's no salvage modules or anything um, i have to go off planet to uh to find stuff because it's basically an abandoned planet
1: oh okay yeah i've i have not come across anything like that yet in permanent. Um. Uh
0: it's uh you know they they the way they changed it it you get a more varied uh, terrain on a planet. I do a lot of flying around on planets. Uh Um, you know, just looking for stuff, oftentimes looking for trouble to get into, but, uh, it, uh, you know, now you'll be flying along and you'll come to a mountain range and you'll have these big, huge mountains. you fly over them and eventually get back down to, you know, some grassy plains and stuff. And so it's, it's really cool. Um, it's so much fun just to kind of fly around the planet.
1: Yeah. Are you, do you do it in third person? Yes. Yeah. It looks nice in third person with the ship. I was really happy when they introduced that. Yeah. It's, I, I wish that they would give you some kind of, uh, heads up display though, so that you can see, you know, something on your screen when you're in that mode, because you can't see any of your ship's stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. And you know, there's often times where you're having to fly to coordinates, um, and the only way that you can see those is if you go into first person, into yeah, first person on your uh, ship, yeah, um, so yeah, that whole, you can see
1: the displays. Right, the whole quest for uh, the living ship. I had to do that. Right,
0: and uh, yeah, it's it's I I run around in first person and I fly around in third.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much the way I do it too.
0: And you know, I also because I do so much flying around, I get really, really picky about the ships that I fly. Um, and you know, my absolute best ship, the ship I like to fly the best is the, uh, the minimal hopper. Um, so it's the little, uh, the little ship that looks like a grasshopper, except it doesn't have any wings, you know, it's flat on the side and, uh, the engine puts out two trails. And so your visibility is, is almost perfect because you can, see, uh, you can see what you're flying directly over and you can see the sides, you know, without any obstructions. And so it, uh, it, it's hard for me to fly around in any other kind of ship besides that. Now, a single engine is, is okay, uh, but, you know, that does obscure the, you know, what you're flying directly over.
1: What about the ball exotic? I've seen some of those.
0: Yeah, the the one that I have on my get character, uh, the one that we uh, did the freighter mission uh, during the uh, uh, the charity stream. Uh, that one has the the over under um, engine, and so it just has a single uh, contrail behind it, uh, and that's not too bad. Uh, I do like that because it's got a very, very small profile and it doesn't, doesn't take up much of the screen when you're flying around.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I have three exotics now. I've got the Explorer because I want the maximum amount of jumps, but the rest of them, I'm just collecting exotics because I really like the way they look. I have yet to come across a squid in Permadeath. It's all been the ball exotics or so the big, tall fins that look like yeah. <laughs> huge boomerangs or whatever they are.
0: Yeah, those uh, those drive me crazy. Um,
1: which, which ones? The exotic or the
0: the uh, the, the long fin? Um, either on the top. The top is the worst. You know, the bottom's not not good either. I'm uh, not a
1: fan, and I've got two of them, and I think I'm going to get rid of them.
0: But they are such cool ships. I do love the squid just because they're just so so unique looking.
1: Yeah, uh, I've got to find one of those
0: so, so, you and I both bought this game you know when it first came available on p c yeah, I
1: bought it when it was released, yeah
0: yeah, and it's 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 really kind of interesting to see i mean these guys have really stuck to this, you know they 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 had grand plans when they first released it, and it um it was amazing. You know, until you had done everything, um, oh, which, you did which so didn't quick. take very long, you know, then it just became, you know, okay, you know, more of this, more of that. But, you know, they've consistently over the years released, you know, better and better content. And it's really, it's really an amazing game now. There's there's more going on than you could possibly consume. Um you know, without sinking a lot of hours into it, you know, just all the different kinds of uh, buildings on the planets to interact with, you know, now with the origins, they introduced being able to upgrade uh, your multi-tool. So that, you know, that gives you a new, uh, a new reason to go knock over, uh, you know, the, the uh, lockdown factories.
1: Yeah. With those, yeah, I know you can get the um, augmentations to expand the storage slots. Yeah, the tech slots rather. Can you upgrade? Is there any way to upgrade the class that way, or do you have to save up the sixty thousand?
0: No, you've got to. Yeah, you've got to have the nanites to be able to uh, to upgrade it.
1: Yeah, well, um, I'm accruing faster than I thought I would, but it's still a slog to get there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I just recently upgraded my A class pistol to an S class, and that's uh, fifty thousand nanites.
1: Do those have smaller uh, tech slots on them? Do they have a max, or does it go all the way to 24?
0: Um, so I think, so it was, uh, what did I do? I could do 18 slots in A class and 21 in S class.
1: 21, that's what it is. Okay, so you don't get smaller amount of spaces for it than with the rifle. No. Okay, Yeah. Good. No. I've never used a pistol.
0: Yeah, so now um so now it's a lot like ships. So, you know, if you get an exotic ship, you know, that that ship you can um you know, take up all the way to uh uh 48, 48 general slots and 21 tech slots. Um and so now with the uh you know, with the multi-tools uh, you can you can run augmentations to that to uh to get it up there um to the uh to the full although it'd be interesting to see so i think you can get it to 24 slots okay
1: yeah, i think I know, is I the max you can get rows. okay i thought it was three rows of seven but uh oh, there's so many different things now that have so many slots
0: yeah and that's the thing you do, you just keep uncovering stuff and you know there there isn't a lot you know, that tells you what's going to happen, um, you know, when you do stuff. Right. So uh, originally I thought when I got my little pistol maxed out, um, I thought that, okay, well, so they just don't have as many slots as a rifle does. But, you know, as, as soon as I upgraded it to an S-class, I saw that it opened up the ability to add more slots to it. So,
1: oh. Right now, mine are both A class. I've got one that's spec mostly for mining and uh, for surveying, mm-hmm. and then that's mostly what that one's for. And I want to, and then the other one is all for doing freighters. It's all weaponry.
0: Gotcha. Yeah.
1: But both of them are A class, and I really want to get them both to S class.
0: So, so starting off a new character you know you're really going to want to kind of stick to the same program where you just you mine as much cobalt as you can as you can hold you know do all the the stuff you need to do for you know getting your ship ready to go and everything and then you know once once i get my ship repaired and and get ready to go you know, the first thing i'm going to do is fly around the planet and look for either a, a small settlement or a trading post because now you can't, since you can't crash the market anymore with just a little bit of uh, cobalt. I'm I'm selling off what I can, and then going back and and mining some more and selling it. Because um, you know I still need to have I still need to have the cash uh, to be able to do the stuff I want to do uh, once I start getting out into uh, into space. You know you're going to want to be able to afford your backpack slots. You know at every space station.
1: Yeah. And then that maxes out. Luckily it maxes out in a million per slot. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, as if you got a steady way of bringing in some income, it's easy to max your suit out just jumping in local places that are close to your home star. Yeah. And then I think every time you jump into a place, you jump into an area um, and use the space station, you can summon the, what is that thing called? The Nexus. Yeah. You can summon that and go in there and get it, um, expand a slot there too. So you can do it twice in each system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And definitely, you definitely should do that. Um, You know, start off by putting it in cargo and, you know, once you get a a good number of cargo slots opened up, you know, start putting it in technology. If you're on permadeath, put it in technology first. Oh yeah. um, Because you're going to need to get, (laughs) you're going to need to get yourself buffed up.
1: I'm on my fifth, fifth long-term permanent character now. And the first thing I did was expand slots and get S-class modules to protect me against everything.
0: Yeah. So, And then the other thing I do is I fly around and I look for the the buildings with the big antenna on top. You, those are the ones where you go in and you, um, you can solve a little uh, math problem. And it'll give you the location of a distress beacon. And so then you go there and you find, uh, crash ships
1: and now do you find crash ships every time? Because sometimes I get sent to just random buildings.
0: Well, and see, that's, that's why you've got to go just the ones that have the antenna on top. Um, because the observatories, you know, they'll send you to all kinds of different places.
1: Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, that's where I was going as transmission towers and they were sending me to sending me to trade posts. I've been sent to the abandoned, abandoned buildings where, I mean, that's great. You can farm nanites there, but hmm. I've been sent to some strange places. I don't know if it's just permadeath because that's the only no, thing. Cause I've that's,
0: I was just, that's what I was just doing uh, last night. Yeah. So it'll only, it, they send me to either distress beacons or crashed freighters so i was I was able to uh before I left my home planet, I was up to twelve million units worth of uh, crash ships I mean it helped one of them was a, a ball hauler, and uh that one was worth eight and a half million. I got super lucky on that one, but of course, that kind of stuff always happens when I've got a temporary character right. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> know uh, i mean i I went around forever on my uh on my get character trying to find stuff <laughs> and just couldn't find you know I kept getting you know these um you know these chips that were you know half a million or less, and you only get a quarter of that value, but you know when you're first starting out every little bit helps
1: oh yeah, every little bit helps um well that's i mean that's good to know that it's at least in normal I don't, I don't know if it's just my game or if it's just cuz I'm in permadeath but I yeah I had the issue so I just stopped using the transmission towers for a while and yeah. then I've been I've just now been going to stations where I know that there are S class spawns and yeah reloading there
0: now um they they did update it to where so the one that's just the uh just the antenna by itself I can't remember what they call that one. I think they call it a beacon. So those now send you to just uh, the the uh, minor settlements and the abandoned buildings.
1: That might be what I'm using is the beacons. I might be confusing that for the transmission towers. Yeah,
0: the transmission towers. You can you know, it, so it's it's a it's a building with an antenna on top, and it has free parking. <laughs> which parking. is which is another reason why I always stop there, um, because there usually is uh, the little outbuildings, and you can find the uh, the salvaged uh, um, tech data there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and then very um, modules too.
0: And so uh, you know that's you know when you when you're in that starter ship, the radiant pillar uh you get you know for every every uh unit of launch fuel you only get two takeoffs so you go if if you land at a lot of uh you know just uh places without free parking you end up needing a lot of dihydrogen
1: i um, know uh, my first the first goal always is to try to get the um the the module where you're able to have less takeoff
0: yeah the and- the efficiency thrusters
1: and the recharger i got to yes. have that recharge
0: and the recharger. yeah you put those on a on a hopper and you you can forget about launch fuel from then on
1: yeah oh i'm not exotic it's yeah i use it on the ball exotic and i've got a big huge explorer that's got um, these four giant spikes coming out of it and the big canisters on each side it's monstrous mm. and i mean it's almost freighter size i mean a hauler size
0: yeah. And they can be, they can be kitted out to, um, to 48 slots. So, you know, they'll definitely hold the, uh, the goods. So the, you know, the other thing to do is to hit, uh, you know, this is another thing where with permadeath, eh, I'll find a little easier way to make nanites. But when you're out cruising around, if you go to the abandoned, uh, uh, buildings, um, that's where the, um, uh, the horrors are hiding, uh, waiting for you to, uh, to shoot the eggs, to try to get the, the larval cores. But, uh, you know, I don't know they they give some people more trouble than they give me. I, I don't know if I'm the uh, horror whisperer or what it certainly isn't the mask because it didn't keep the little ones from trying to kill me. You, you farm those eggs and then put those in your refiner and you'll end up with making, uh, usually between a thousand and twelve hundred 1200 nanites, uh, per building. Now oh,
1: I'll, they I'll, did. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, they came out with the smaller buildings that uh, have fewer eggs around them. Uh, the whispering eggs. I don't really. I try not to hit those because that's uh, you know that's the same risk with less reward because you don't get as as many uh, you know as many eggs in those buildings as you do the big ones. Right. Uh, I
1: found on airless planets, those things are usually everywhere. Mm, yep. And you can find. Yeah. It seems like the the buildings are everywhere and then you find the eggs every few feet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I typically don't mess around with the ones that are out on the planet uh, because again, you know, they're usually, you know, one or two at the most. And, you know, every, every time you do it, you take a chance on them, you know, messing you up pretty bad. And, uh, you know, if, if you're going to get 1200 nanites out of it, you know, it's worth the risk, but if you're only going to get, you know, five or 600, then, uh, you know, there's easier ways to get nanites.
1: And I don't know if they cause less damage because I noticed in your video you said that, uh, sometimes you'll just let them hit you while you're gathering the eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Permadeath, they, they kill you pretty quick, even if you have fully maxed shields on your exosuit. They'll still kill you pretty quick because, I mean, they're just spitting at you the whole time. And I swear they headbutt you. They charge at you <laughs> or something.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> they they Yeah, they've got two attacks. One is to hit you. And I mean, it will, I it will send you flying. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. On an airless planet, you go a long way too.
0: Yeah, I bet. Um, but then also, if you try to jump up on top of the building, then they'll spit at you up there. But typically what I do, you know, if, if they ram you, it's usually not too bad. Um, it'll take, you know, when I'm just kind of, you know, starting out. It'll take about half your shield down, but then if I run into the building and give them a minute to, you know, to kind of settle down, and oftentimes those buildings will have multiple doors, and so I'll go in one door, run down the hallway, and go out another door, and they'll eventually catch up to you, but they've kind of chilled out at that point, and uh you know, we'll just kind of run around. Now they do they they push you around too, um, yeah. you know, while they're running, which. <laughs> You know, it can be kind of annoying and cause you to miss an egg uh, before huh. it disappears. But yeah, I just I I don't have a lot of problem with them, and I can always manage to, you know, if, if they start getting excited, they make a noise before they attack you, and if you hear that noise and run away and and go inside the building, you're typically okay. And they won't had- they won't spit I mean- at you inside the building.
1: Okay, I was gonna say I've I've never seen one come inside of a building, but I've had uh, sentinels come inside buildings on me.
0: Oh yes, yeah, the sentinels will definitely chase you in there, um, and and definitely don't do these, you know, uh, when you're on a planet with hostile sentinels. No. Um, oh. you know, <laughs> because you'll be you'll be focused on those little guys running around. You come around the corner of a building, and there'll be two sentinels there, and they'll just tear you apart.
1: Just don't go to a planet with hostile sentinels. Just avoid them. Unless, <laughs> cause, I mean, they only get worse. You kill whatever's there, and then whatever comes next is worse. And then if you kill that, I mean, eventually you get to the things that you can't kill. I've never killed one of those giant mechs, whatever those things looks like. Oh, uh, the walkers? Yeah, I've never been able to kill one of those, even with the ship. Really? Yeah. Have you killed one?
0: Oh, I've, yeah, lots of them. Oh, um, my God. Because what I do is, you know, so, you know, once I've gotten a kind of a good gun, you know, one that I can you know, do some pretty quick work of the flying ones. I'll, I'll shoot them down, um, and then, you know, so typically you'll get two of those, you'll shoot those down, then you'll get three, and then you shoot those down, and then you'll get um, two and one of the, the uh, dogs. And as soon as you get the dog, uh, hop in your ship, take off, and, and blast them with your, uh, you know, with your ship's guns. You know, then when, you know, once you've killed them, then hop out of your ship again and that will prompt the, uh, the walker. And so, and usually, uh, you know, two or three of the, of the flying sentinels, um, shoot those down, uh, with your gun, hop in your ship and then start circling around, you know, taking out the walker. If you if you're already in your ship when you know when the walker spawns, they usually don't show up, and so you can't take them out. But once you're in your ship, you know you can you know you can just keep doing loops, you know, flying around, hit them, fly back around, hit them again, and take them out that way. And then that's I, I figured that out when I decided I wanted to get a, a hostility scanner or a combat scanner, um, and you have to have a a, a walker brain for that. Oh yeah, And so that, that was the only way that I could figure out how to, uh, how to take them out. I even had a good weapon and, you know, tried to take it out on the ground, you know, ducking and weaving and and shooting, but it just took way too long. At that point, it was more trouble than it was worth. It was just easier to get in my ship and take them out that way. It's also a good, you know, it's easier if you've got a good visibility ship because, uh, it's easier to line up your, your guns. You know, if, if you've got good visibility all around, if you've got a big old ship that has, you know, that covers up half the screen, it can be kind of tricky.
1: Last weekend was when I had to do that. I tried that raid on the depot and I raided the depot and then ended up like, Oh, it sent me to another place. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do the next place. I ran over there rather than flying with my ship, which I regretted because Mm. I ended up getting chased 900 (laughs) units, whatever, all the way back to my ship. Ouch. And I'm thinking, Oh, I finally outrun it a little bit. And then suddenly everything around me would glow red and then I'd get blasted Uh, and it almost killed me. And after that, I just didn't bother. Maybe it's just because in permadeath is where I've tried killing them and nowhere else. And I, I always chicken out and run away.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I definitely keep my ship close. I ne- I I never fight sentinels without my ship, you know, being super close because I you know I I definitely run away and you know it's nice to be able to get in your ship. Now if you just get in your ship, um, you know they're gonna start shooting your ship.
1: So oh yeah yeah they'll they'll destroy your whole ship right there.
0: Yeah. So hop in and take off immediately. You know, which is always good to have. You know, when you've got the uh, uh, the rechargers on your on your uh, Launch thrusters, you never have to worry about hopping in and, and discovering that that was your last <laughs> your last drop of uh, launch fuel and have to hurriedly make some before they destroy you.
1: Yeah, or you have to yeah. run away from your ship.
0: Yeah, so hitting those different kinds of buildings, you know, definitely good when you're getting started out. Don't be in a big rush to go through the uh, you know the main storyline. If you find the if you find three crashed ships on a planet, um, stop. The next one is probably going to be a, a crashed freighter, uh, which you really can't do anything with when you're first starting out. After you get the crashed freighter, anything that you find is, you know, likely to be a location that they already sent you to once, and so there'll be no ship there. You know, once you've once you've hit three on a planet, don't go anymore. So don't get greedy.
1: Just it's interesting that they only they only do that many on each planet, and then only with the one abandoned freighter in each system.
0: Yeah, they, they you know, it definitely cycles through. Once, I, once I've once i got those three ships, then I'll go ahead and, and go to the next uh, part of the quest, which is to uh, build your base. Uh, once you've built your base, you also get your terrain manipulator, which lets you get the components uh, that you need, the salvage data to be able to buy plans you know, to improve your base. Once you have your teleporter built, um, it'll send you to the space station. Go to the space station and then return back to your, to your base to keep that quest moving. But then at that point, summon one of those crashed ships to your new base. So this was a trick I learned from Lee. Now you've got that, uh, that ship uh, parked at your base. It's your main ship. Go hop in your teleporter and teleport back to the uh, space station. Now, even though that you have not fixed the the pulse engine or the launch thrusters, uh, that ship still ends up at the space station with
1: you. That is very handy when you're first starting out.
0: Absolutely. And so and so now you go run up, you sell it, and your radiant pillar will pop in. Go back down to your base through the teleporter. Summon your next ship, and rinse and repeat. So remember to, uh, to disassemble any tech that's in those ships that you can, because that's going to give you uh, components that you'll need to, to build upgrades for, your, for the ship that you want to keep. But uh, it was nice. Uh, I, the three ships that I scrapped, I ended up getting, uh, even though they were all C-class, I ended up getting uh, one storage augmentation.
1: Those uh, and anything with a launch system recharger on it, you're going to get wiring looms and you're going to get antimatter. Yeah. And those those things are pretty much paid for my trip to the center. On yeah, Permadeb.
0: absolutely. You know, you got to make sure that, you know, you're prepared before you go up there. Uh, empty out your cargo slots in your uh, in your spacesuit, or not your cargo slots, but your general slots in your spacesuit. You want at least uh, ten or twelve open slots so that uh, you know you've got room for any of the goodies that uh, that you get from the crash ship. The more expensive the ship, the more stuff you get. So you definitely want to make sure you got a lot of open slots in your inventory, and then sell it all off and go for the next one.
1: Yeah. The end, Cause sometimes you'll only get maybe, you know, a few used coils or springs that don't work or a few things. And then suddenly, you know, you scrap something and you get, it completely fills your inventory. I thought, you know, at first it was only, you know, maybe I needed six slots open and it kept for some reason telling me that's what I needed. But then I just, every time I scrap a ship, I just try to empty out everything. That's not an augmentation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and especially with fighters, because, uh, Fighters you'll typically get four or five upgrade modules uh, really? from from scrapping those.
1: Okay, all right. I didn't know you got more modules from each style of ship. Yeah, or each, that's great. Yeah, I usually try to aim like I, I grab anything S class when I'm just sitting there waiting. You know, no. I'm just scrapping. But you know, I found one system where there's a red um, ball hauler that comes, or sorry, ball exotic that comes in every third or fourth wave. So you reload and it pops in within five to 10 minutes. It mm. pops in. Yeah, that's that's handy. And I've, I bought one that was 20, 20 plus six. And now I've maxed that one out. I maxed out all of my other ships just sitting there, but I'm starting to get bored. sitting at one place just doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but,
0: it does. It does get a little grindy at times, but uh, it, you know, especially if you've got a ship that you really like, you can, you can max that thing out. You can have, you know all S-class modules um, for all your tech. You can have you, know, you can max out your slots uh, in inventory uh, just by sitting there and grinding those uh, those S-class ships. Um, yeah,
1: and if you find a trade depot in a really nice system, like I did, it was a three-star economy system, and I found a trade depot on a planet. Where I could just sit there, run my refiners while I look over at the depot, and every time something S-class would land, I'd go grab it, scrap it, come back really fast, and then do it all over again.
0: Yeah, that you know that's nice with the with the trading posts because they do come in and come and go much faster than uh, some of the uh, space stations. You know, the space stations have the convenience of the the machine right there uh, to be able to manage it, but you know the ships are much slower coming and going, so
1: someone mentioned that if you land on uh, a space station and you go to the left rather than the right, when you first get out of your ship that you'll get fewer ships landing that you, if you get out and you go to the right instead where the portal is, and then you go and you use the, um, where you sell everything. I forget what that's called up top med when you, go and you sell everything and then you get back down and you talk to someone when they get out of their ship, then it will cause more ships to come and land more frequently in a space station.
0: Yeah. Typically it- so so the the the, the information that I have seen on this is that so the the ships when you either land and get out of your ship or you know reload the the game is the game is rendering these ships in a circle around the um around the station and you can see it sometimes you know they'll get stuck you'll go out and you'll see all these ships doing circles around the station, so they spawn you know if you're looking down if you're looking straight out the the uh, the exit of the space station they're they're spawning just to the left, which is the side where the um, uh, the portal is. If you look the other direction, then it it holds up the spawning because the game is not going to render anything that it doesn't need to. So it goes off of the direction that you're looking, you know, when it decides what to render.
1: So even on a space station, it's still following the the cone, basically the cone of vision rules of that most of the um, open sandbox games follow, where you basically only what's in front of you is loading. Yep. That's interesting. I kind of figured space station is just kind of all loaded in because it's not a huge space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it, so people use that to manipulate the, the ship spawns because the, so when you first, when you first get out of your ship or reload, it spawns something like six ships, but only the first four enter the space station. So if you, if you look to the, you know, to the side where the scrapper is for 14 seconds, which is the the amount of time that it takes for the for the spawn to take place, and then look back you can you can get the the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth ship instead of the first, second, third, fourth ship. I've never really been able to, um, you know, to to really manage that to be able to put my finger on it and say yes, this absolutely happens. Um, But that is, you know, people that people that are much nerdier about this game insist
1: that that's the case. I didn't know you 14 seconds did anything to anything. That's I've never played around with anything having to do with this stuff. I just jump out and grab things and run back to my ship.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, And all this stuff just kind of happens around you. And so it's it's easy to not pay attention to it. But, uh, you know, people that are really, you know, into, you know, manipulating exactly what, you know, what is going on says that's
1: the thing to do. Huh. All right. Well, I'll have to try that then. I've been spending a lot of time in the last week or so going into the food part of it, too. That's Ugh. what that reminded me of it because there's I mean I had no idea that it went as deep as it did
0: <laughs> I know there's,
1: it's classifications like it, they basically have a full like all all the foods of, of the shire and they've got it all in this game in their own version of it but it's like everything classifications from puddings and then I'm trying to figure out how they're getting all these different kinds of clarified oils from butter I'm still not sure how they're doing that
0: <laughs> yeah and, so, so I've played around with that some. If you get the plans for the, uh, you know, for the agriculturals, I don't remember what it's called, but the, basically it's the milking machine. Um, it'll also collect eggs too. If you, so you feed, you put these feeders out, the automatic feeders, and then you put not creature pellets, uh, but the, the specific type of food that these animals like. So when you, when you scan an animal... Um, it tells you what kind of, of food they like. Um, I can't remember, but you know, sweet compost or you know just all kinds of these weird things so so you go out and you harvest the plants that you find out in the um in the world, you know the the wheat and the peas and the uh, all these different kinds of, of plants and then you can refine those into food that the animals like you mix you know so you put those in the machine and it automatically dispenses it well the animals start climbing around the eating the food um getting all excited and then this machine milks them you collect the milk and put that into your into your food processor and refine it into butter, and then you put the butter in, and that refines it into clarified butter. Then you put that in the refiner, and it makes it into oil. And you just keep doing all these, you know, refinements um, until you get all these different kinds of of uh, components. And then you put them together in the food processor to make, you know, better and better items. I think the the, the most expensive thing I made, I sold a monstrous donut um, for like 280,000 units or something like that.
1: See, I feel like my concern is that I'm going to be spending all week baking at work. <laughs> and then I'm going to be doing it on in game to the point where I'm calling things monstrous donuts at work. You're <laughs> thinking I need to check my proof box when I'm sitting at my computer.
0: Right. <laughs> So I can do all the baking and you can do all the butchering. Um, oh, that sounds good. Because you can also uh, collect, you know, animal meat and cook that and uh, make different kinds of, uh, of st- uh, soups and stews and stuff
1: like that. I do need more practice with the grill, so I will switch over for sure. But Yeah, I've, I've, I honestly had no idea there was so much to the food. In that game, until I actually started like really delving into it, and I installed the No Man's Sky assistant on my phone. Uh, there you go. Just so, so I could have a, a list of the menu items. Because so like, oh, this is going to be a small subcategory. Oh, Holy, no. crap. <laughs> Holy crap! Holy, it's like the joy of French cooking. It's huge. There's it is, just so
0: much. It is massive, and <laughs> you know it. You definitely have to jump through some serious hoops putting some of this stuff together. So now the you know the one good thing is is that if you build the uh, food processor, that creates an ingredient inventory, and so now you have a, another place to stash stuff, um, you know, within your your inventory system, and it's it'll store all of the things that are specific to uh, to cooking.
1: The ref- um. What is it that does this? The machine that.
0: Um, yeah, that, the one that, that does right? the the cooking.
1: Oh, so if you build a full size one, it actually has it has ingredient storage in it, like refrigerator or something. Yep. That's handy. OK, I never did pay attention to that in normal. I'm definitely going to do that because I didn't. Now that I know how many nanites you can make at a time using this thing. Yeah,
0: that was a surprise to me because I, had, I hadn't seen that before. With the baked goods, you don't get any nanites. It, it it only gave you the option of selling it or eating it.
1: Whatever it was that you can grow. I think it was fungal mold, something like that, that you can grow and you cook with it and you can come away with like 24,000 nanites at a time. Yeah, that's, that's the farm I'm going to start because I can have everything S-class at that point that I have rather yeah. than just trying to upgrade, you know, by buying a new ship or buying a new multi-tool because I think now I'm bringing in around 10,000 nanites a week just with the normal grind of freighters and hitting the few bases that I've set down on top of abandoned buildings uh, it's still only coming out around maybe 10,000 nanites a week yeah. and I, would, I think I'm going to switch over to that because once I'm done with that freighter I'm probably going to move on from it in permadeath for sure Well, unless they add new things for that I can buy with the tainted metal because I've got everything now
0: yeah, yeah, and I have to imagine they will. I mean, it's it would be unlike a game company to add a a, a new currency and not uh, exploit it.
1: Well, I've got 10,000 saved up now that are just sitting in my inventory and moved over into my freighter storage building. Yeah. Storage building.
0: Now, if I remember correctly, that will also refine to nanites. Really?
1: Yeah. Oh, everything refines to nanites. Get it off of the freighter, it seems, because i got yeah, every… That,
0: that and platinum… I think are the two metals that refined the
1: nanites. Oh, platinum. I use platinum so much for repairing my frigates though. I try to keep that <laughs> on hand. Yeah. Cause that's always the thing I seem to run out of when I'm trying to repair it is that I've got maybe 10 left and I need 15. It seems like those things break down a lot more than they used to too. before the last update.
0: Well, so Early. I haven't, I, I have problems, you know, when I first started sending them out, cause I always get the, uh, uh, the C-class, uh, frigates. Right. And so those, those are a little more susceptible to problems. But, you know, after you've started sending them out and they start bumping up in rank, you know, plus they also if you send out a, a group of frigates and they're either equal to or only one higher than the difficulty rating of the of the mission, um, there's a chance that you'll have some damage. But if you're if once you're sending out. All five-star frigate groups. You have very few problems with uh, ships needing to be repaired.
1: Yeah, I'm only sending out maybe two or three frigates at a time. I'm, I need to go out and get more because now I have like 178 units. That a million units, I could easily buy more. Yeah, but I'm just like, oh, I've got, I've got enough to get all five quests done at a time or all five missions done at a time. I can just use what I've got. And then I'll have out of five missions, two will come back with damaged ships. I have to recall them early.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's just not having enough. You're not sending out more, powerful enough uh, frigate groups and yeah, a few more ships would help you with that.
1: And then, yeah. And then you got to get all that frigate fuel. I I spend, like one day a week now, where I'm just basically combing the surface of the planet looking for dihydrogen, then jump up and get tritium. <laughs> oh, do I have enough? Oh, nope. I guess not. I <laughs> get more.
0: Yeah, and so the thing that I do for that is, uh, whenever you're at a, a trade terminal, check to see if they have dihydrogen jelly, uh, because you can refine dihydrogen jelly to uh, dihydrogen. And so I think it's uh, one dihydrogen jelly is fifty dihydrogen. And so you can, uh, you, yeah, because it's they, uh, they store in your inventory in stacks of ten. You put a ten in there, you get five hundred uh, dihydrogen out. So you can uh, you can usually find about a 100, 150 uh, dihydrogen jelly uh, in uh, usually at trading posts or small settlements, and that will get you the you know, all the dihydrogen that you need without having to mine any of it.
1: That stuff's pretty cheap too. Yeah. Hydrogen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty much tritium. You're stuck with using your ship and blasting in an asteroid belts. Not... Yeah. 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 And that, it that they, I don't know about normal, but I can tell you, uh, that stuff is really hard to find in permadeath. Like you only get like 25 for each one. You destroy each asteroid.
0: Yeah so the So, the main thing is just you know tearing through them, and when you get the hypercrystals, those will usually uh, break down to a hundred or more tritium.
1: yeah, that is very handy when you can get those. yeah, Have you had to deal with any sort of PvP in the game yet? No, not at all okay. i'm I have concerns because I know that once you reach you get closer to the center and i' I've, I've got to the galactic hub in normal. And I have encountered quite a few people. Um, I'm worried that when I get there, if I stop in permadeath, <laughs> someone's just going to shoot me, mm. which I've seen happen. Um, and I saw one guy on YouTube who's talking about how he got to 300 hours, and then someone just hit him with a plasma grenade just for fun in permadeath and just killed him. Ah. And I mean, you know, in any game, you're going to have somebody who would do that just for giggles.
0: Right. Well, uh, And, and so, you know, somebody in, per, you know, somebody that does that to you in Permadeath is also in Permadeath. So, you know, they're, you know, they've got to be feeling pretty big about themselves you right. know, that they're I, doing that.
1: I'm, I'm not going to see it coming. I'm a peaceful person in Permadeath or in No Man's Sky. That uh, is, it's a chill game. Yeah, it's very chill.
0: You know, that, that's part of the fun of it is, you know, you you, you only get into as much trouble as you uh you know, as you push out there now, I would say probably, you know, at this point, there probably isn't any reason, you know, if you're not using other people's bases for hops, just, uh, turn multiplayer off. Yeah.
1: That's what I've been doing. When I go to a system that I found on and exchange or anything, if I'm going to go to a system that I know other people have been to, I always right. go in yeah. or yeah. Turn multiplayer off. Um, we're going to have cities soon, right? That's what's going to be coming with Next Generation. I I mean, from the looks of that trailer with me, is that we're going to have cities.
0: Yeah. So I I haven't really tested uh, anything about the build space. I mean, I know how to do the, you know, the basic basic expansion glitch, you know, with building walls. You know, you can can build a wall and just keep moving further and further out of the... uh, out of the range of your base, but just keep building a wall and it'll just expand the circle a little bit each time. Um, I've done that to get to a resource node before.
1: I was wondering what was going on because every time I put down a flag, it would allow me to go like another 25 steps and then I could put down another flag. But if I tried before I put down that flag, I could only go that far. He actually does play. He plays it in creative mode. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I was hoping, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident we're going to get cities. I'm hoping there's a multiplayer aspect to it where they enable it some way for um, multiple people to appear just like in the Nexus hmm. uh, where it's like a, it's a hub. It's where if you go there, you're going to see other people where you almost load into it.
0: Yeah. So out, outside of a game where you actually join people specifically.
1: Yeah. You go to visit a city when you go into the city, basically. I and mean, if you have to have a loading screen, that's fine, but you get into the city and there are people there. Yeah. And, I'll, yeah, like another Nexus.
0: So it would be interesting to see how that works because I know I've been in systems where other people are there and, you know, are not in a game with me. You know, so they haven't joined a multiplayer, but they are in the same system that I'm in. I see them in the space station. You know, they're they're getting out of their ship to go run and sell, you know, the the uh, the loot from the derelict freighter to the uh, salvage dealer just like I just did.
1: Yeah. I've never had that happen unless I was specifically, like I had followed a portal to a specific system Mm. and there were people there. I've never just come across another person in the game in a random system just because I was there until I hit the hub. When I hit the galactic hub in normal, then I saw people everywhere. Right. But before that, no, I never saw, I never come across anybody.
0: Well, I mean, you figure there's billions of systems in this game. Um, so unless you 're someplace where there 's a specific reason for people to to congregate it 's going to be a pretty long shot. I know i have i've i've i 've gone to systems randomly that other people have discovered before
1: yeah now that I have done, and it seems like when you start out somewhere they they don't it 's always in some area where you 're close to where someone else started mm um, I've always come across somebody else's trail, um, a planet that someone else has discovered before me. A couple of them recently in permadeath that had been discovered in 2016. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Modules from back then. Yeah. Um, message modules. It's it's pretty interesting to come across stuff like that. And then I think that after I told someone else that it was a fact, I started thinking maybe it wasn't. <laughs> but i that when you die in game does your your grave stays there right oh i don't know i want to say that that's the way it is that after if you die on a planet that even if somebody comes here and plays the game you know 10 years later if it's all still connected to the main server that they're going to see your grave there huh that would i mean that'd
0: be be a trip
1: yeah it would be especially in permadeath (laughs) yeah because That would be nice if, you you know, all of your stuff was just there for years. And if somebody happened to cross your body, then they could just take whatever, scavenge it for themselves, not your body, whatever you have.
0: Yeah. Although, you know, if if you came across a grave... And you were in the process of getting all your portoglyphs, (laughs) unless you had some really cool junk on you, they're going to be pretty disappointed, you know, that they're going to get, you know, 250 carbon instead of a a portoglyph.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that makes me want to like only collect like uh, cactus flesh until my body is like full (laughs) (laughs) and just off myself off a cliff. (laughs) So someone finds a body full of cactus flesh. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Now I'm going to look into this because if that's a fact Then I'm going to start like leaving bodies everywhere
0: <laughs> uh, Shoot
1: Oh, I might have I might have just read that on Reddit And took it as fact That happens sometimes uh,
0: Well you know everything's true until it's proven not
1: Yeah it's a Lincoln quote right
0: uh, It's the you know That's the way of the internet
1: Yep <laughs> Ugh
0: Okay, well, that was our uh, first crack at a No Man's Sky podcast. Uh, just a couple of guys having a conversation about the game. Hope it was helpful, and we'll uh, we'll try to get uh, some out in a little more timely fashion. I'm a little bit uh, tardy in my, uh, in my editing. Uh, none of this is uh, Baker's fault. He and I get together uh, every Friday evening and have a conversation about No Man's Sky. And so I will try to get these things out a little bit better. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed it. Let us know uh, how, what you thought. And if it was helpful, I'll get uh, the other ones put out as quick as I can. And if it works out and everybody's enjoying it, we'll uh, start up a separate feed. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, hopefully, you enjoy this and it wasn't uh, too big of a shock to find in your Fallout feed. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye.